When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Linz, what do you got? Well, guys, Apple just revealed its first major product in over eight years during the company's annual keynote. After years of rumors and reports, Tim Cook revealed the Vision Pro woo, earlier today. The headset incorporates both augmented and virtual reality, requiring wearers only use their eyes, hands, and voice to control it. Apple showed a variety of uses for the headset, including 3D apps, immersive movies, educational content, web surfing, and video games. In business settings, it can replace monitors and use many of the same web browsers and applications used in the workplace, including Microsoft and Adobe applications. This headset is going to come out next year, and it's going to cost 3500 bucks. Doesn't that sound like a lot? Like Because it looks yes. like you're wearing a pair of goggles. Yes, like, it it literally looks like you're getting ready to go skiing. You know, and you're like, yo, man, you got your goggles with you? I'm like, yeah, right here. And you put these things on. And that's what they look like. So it looks the like Apple your bon- ones better than the Facebook ones? Yes, because they they work in sync with your your uh, Apple, your phone, your Apple Watch, mm-hmm. everything. And you know what's crazy about this is like that Facebook doesn't have is that you can scroll things with your eyes. So like you can read a book and it's just in the air and like it just knows when you want How to scroll down. How much does this thing cost? $3,500. $3,500? Yeah. This is what I'm trying to say to you. That, that Hard it pack. looks like you're buying a set of goggles. So in other words, when you go, yo, nice goggles. Yeah, these are $3,500. Yes. You know how much an iPhone is? They're like $1,000. Well, how about this? A, a brand new MacBook Pro. If you were going to go to Costco. Like 1500 bucks. Oh, no, I was going to say more. more. I was going to say like three grand. A Pro, yes. Yes, a Pro, yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. So so if you were going to go to Costco, because I, I do, I buy my Apple products at Costco. Bingo. So Yeah. Um, you go to Costco, you buy a brand new MacBook Pro. Is this before or after you get gas and then the car wash for $7.99? <laughs> Got the car wash today for $7.99. Shout out to my people at the Costco and San Juan Capistrano. George, they were so proud of me today. Yeah. They were so proud of me. Why were they proud of you? Here's why. Because when you go and you buy the $7.99 car wash at Costco, you have to take the physical hand paper receipt yeah. from the pump. Yeah. How often do you think I remember to take the receipt? Zero times. So then I got to pull up to the car wash- I got to pull up to the car wash and I got to go, hey man, sorry bro, but I forgot the receipt. I paid for it, but sorry bro, I forgot it. And then they're like, oh man, come on again, dude. I'm like, yeah, I know. I forget to take the receipt. So I got the $7.99 car wash today and it started raining. (laughs) Sounds like your life. This is why I haven't washed my car in like a month and a half because it's just gloomy and rainy. All the time. Let me ask you guys a quick question. Mm-hmm. I, I highly doubt it'll be quick, but go ahead. Do you go guys ahead. think you are going to be goggle-wearing Apple users? No. Not yes, right. No. Not at $3,500. No. Eventually, yes. No. But I think we're all eventually going to be Apple goggle users. I'm looking at the pictures of like what it's supposed to look like when you're wearing the goggles. And while it's super impressive, I kind of... 
I used to like holding a newspaper. Then I gave that up. Then I held an iPad. Now I use my laptop or my phone. I don't know if I'm a goggle guy. I love reading a book and holding a physical book. I'm still that nerd that likes that. I, I can't read it on the iPad. It's See, annoying. I don't I I don't like having to like look down at my phone. It hurts my neck and I feel like, you know, my, my old roommate had one of these things that you would put around his, his neck and it would like hold your it would suspend your phone like kind of in the air for you. And I feel like this is a great solution to that. And like, why do you care? Yeah, what but it are looks those like? things weigh? I mean, you put I'm them sure. around your head. Or Dude, have you looked at the back of them? Have you seen? I have not. Oh seen my god, you got to see light. the back of them. Yeah. They, they've made it like so that it's having a pillow on your head because, like, hey, you're gonna wear this for 12 hours a day. Is it the Apple Vision Pro? Is that what it's called? Yep. All right, I'll look at this thing. At this thing. I think we should go to the Apple Store and try them out. Oh, really? Are they gonna have them? Of course they will. Yeah, they had them at the the keynote thing today. Right, but I mean, when will they have them in the store that you could check them out? Well, I'm sure they'll have them soon because they want everybody to pre-order them. Yeah. That's usually uh, here's what they Tim do Cook's they tweet. Them. By the way, the stock price was up like four dollars earlier today, three fifty. I think it may have closed up. I got to be honest, bucks. this video that he tweeted is kind of cool. <laughs> it feels like you're on like Star Trek or Star Wars or something. Uh, I feel like anytime stock closed Apple, down a dollar thirty seven though. Apple releases like a new product. It's like very like we're all like, oh, I don't know if I'm gonna like that, but then in the end, it's like this. This is our life. Yeah, I know. Pretty much anything they do, I'll I'll buy. But you're yeah. not paying thirty five hundred. You're going to hate king oh. somebody. Well, no, I'm not going to. I mean, I may hate king Tim. T- Tim Cook. I may hate king Tim. Why don't you just tweet at him? It's a good idea. It's not a bad call. Although, at Tim underscore Cook. I do think we're supposed to play golf together here in the next few weeks. Yeah, I doubt that highly. No, it's actually true. Tim Cook. Yeah, the CEO of Apple. You're going to ha- sell him cited. Um, we're going to talk about some things. Okay. We'll talk about a couple of things. Yeah. But we're scheduled to play. Yeah. I don't know if it'll happen. Right. I may have to cancel. Oh, I see. You'll have to cancel. I'm supposed to be out in the desert, George. Yeah. I don't want to say too much. You have it scheduled. And you oh, wait. Why don't you him. tell me then? Tell me Tell me all about it. I am telling you about it. No. Go tell me. What would you like to know? Where would you like? Where is it going to be scheduled? Oh, should I say? Should I say? It's a very fancy club in the desert. Very fancy. I'm his guest. Of mm. course. I mean, I don't have a membership there. We can right. no longer I mean, you're not paying for anything. a membership. No. Yeah. No. And everything you say now, we have to just... So, Shock it so, up is so, not credible. Okay, well, I, you see, and that's what Eric Spolstra was trying to do to Ramona. Very rude. Oh, hell. Very rude. That's why I was saying earlier, it's rude. That is what you need to know, brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. There you go. So uh, our boy Dave McMiniman is coming on next, and he's going to talk to us about this uh, Kyrie thing. In seven minutes. I and like that. also this uh, Lakers thing that we've got here. The biggest questions for the Lakers offseason. All right, so what do we got here, Laura? I mean, Lindsay, sorry. What do we got here with these questions? Yeah, Lindsay, what do we got? All right, so this is from First Take this morning. Um, I didn't put the questions in here, so I'll just ask you guys the questions and they'll play sound. So the first one is 80's upcoming extension. Is this a bigger deal than LeBron's retirement Okay, talk? so AD is extension eligible in August, okay? Mm-hmm, Which mm-hmm. means he's new, I, I believe, I think up to four years, if I recall correctly. Maybe it's three, I don't know, but it's... Currently more than the two years that he's owed at mm-hmm, this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so is this Brian Winhorst on that? That's correct. All right, let me hear Brian Winhorst. That's right. And I want to just point out that um, Anthony Davis can't sign the extension until August. So it's going to be after he sees what the Lakers do this offseason. But Anthony Davis is still in his prime. If you want to focus on his shortcomings and the negatives, go have at it. The man is an absolute dominating player. He's vitally important for any team having uh, postseason, uh, uh, you know, 
hopes and dreams, and they do not want him messing with free agency in 2024. That's a primary offseason thing for the Lakers. Get Anthony Davis locked down past when LeBron is even signed for. So you heard him? Yeah, I'm a little torn on that. Why? Because on one hand, I would agree. On one hand, I would say, yeah, I think you have to sign AD, and you have to assume that you'll have three more years of AD after LeBron retires. That That's one side of it. The other side of it is, yeah, but he's kind of, he has a serious injury history, and I don't know if I want to sign this guy for that much money for three more years. I kind of would like to play it out for one more year. So that was what Perk had to say about it. You want oh. You know, he kind of look went, at you, you know, me and Perk. Here, very let's play big Perk. Here. Very much, yeah, eye to eye. So yeah. it was yeah. like, should should more Pal- like eye to navel to be honest. He's much taller than you. <laughs> eye to bottom of beard. Yeah, he, they were like, should Polinka and the Lakers be rushing to sign AD to an extension? And this is what Perk said. No, they shouldn't. I wouldn't. Um, here's the thing: we we haven't seen a healthy Anthony Davis in what three or four years. Um, and, and you have to start asking yourself if you're the front office, if you're Rob Polinka. Can you trust AD and hand him the keys to the car? I understand. We all talk about how he's a generational talent, but health matters. And when I think about health and I think about handing the keys, durability. Can he be the number one option to take your team over the top? And we have to be honest with that question. We all expect him to be. We see it at times. But what was the biggest talk in the uh, postseason? Can AD put together back-to-back games consistently of being dominant? Or is is it the odd game or the even game AD we're going to get? When you start to have those question marks, if I'm the front office, then I'm going to say, you know what? I got to see more out of him. I'm sorry. You don't have to be sorry, Perk. You don't have to apologize. It's okay. So, I mean, what if he wanted to apologize? No, that's okay. I know, but it's I, he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to do okay, that. Okay, sure. All I'm saying is this. On one hand, AD is injury prone. We get it. On the other hand, is he part of your long-term future after LeBron? You're taking a risk, George, not just on his health. What you're taking a risk on is when LeBron is gone, and AD is the number one, and I don't mean scoring option. Right. I just mean it's his team. Right. Does AD elevate everybody, get on my back and let's do this, or does the front office have questions not just about no, his you physical need to, you durability? you need to pair AD with somebody. Okay. But basically what you do, if you sign AD to this extension, which then puts another several years onto his, his current deal, it means more than likely AD's career will, will end being a Laker. Right. Right, but More here's than the thing. Likely. But here's the thing: um, if you, if I said to you right now, AD or Jokic, who would you take? Well, Jokic. Okay, and if I said to you, AD or Giannis, who would you take? Giannis. Okay, and if I said to you, hey, we're making a trade with Philadelphia, you want to do that deal? Would you do that? I said already on the record, I would. Okay, so is he the fourth best big man in the NBA? Yeah. Hey, okay, and it's still the, pretty damn good. No, it's very good. In the next four years, this is your job now because you're the general manager. Mm-hmm. You have to project the next four years. Mm-hmm. Is he going to be? Is he going to be one of the top four or five big men in the league in four or five years? And if he's not, then see. then do you have to think to yourself? Well, where's Wemby fit in that category? I guess call him top five. I mean, I think that's what you, immediately you're going to call him top five. I wouldn't say immediately. Okay. Yeah, I All would right. need to see a little bit. You know, 
in you the mean NBA. what you've seen on YouTube isn't enough for you? Not enough to say top five right. before he steps on the floor. Okay. No. He's expected to be a top right. five player I'm not like right away. Bergman, who's out on Wemby before he even steps on the floor, is right. calling him a bust before the kids even played a game. Well, because he's worried he's going to be Sean Bradley or yeah, Yao Ming. That's not how it's. He has. Way more athleticism than both those Just guys. saying the data point is guys with exceptionally ridiculous height. That's yeah, all. Yeah. Bergman, untrained eye. See? See, he didn't coach three times yeah. back-to-back champions at the Jewish Community Center like I did. Correct. Um, look, ultimately, I think you sign AD. I think you got to do it because at the very least, you have one. It's so hard to get one of those guys. Even if he is just a top, even if he's a top five guy, it's hard to get one of those guys like top five big men. The other reason you have to sign him, and yeah. this is this is on the the side of signing, is because let's say it's three years down the road and you finally decide he's not for us anymore. You've got him as an asset. I'm not saying he's going to have top value, not at all. I'm just going to say you don't want him walking out after two more years. All right, Dave McMiniman, we'll ask him about this and this Kyrie nonsense, which I feel like is a nothing burger. Next. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more More than than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Ooh, come on now. Right here. This song hits you right here. Right where? Right here. Right in the sternum? In the heart, what he's talking about. Oh, I thought that was the sternum. I don't claim to know much about anatomy. Brian McKnight, man. Come on. Mm. By the way, we'll have a Bobby Alvarez update from the Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust community uh, on Twitter. Don't back down, Bobby. We'll have an update in a moment. Why don't you back down, bro? I miss you. Thank you. No, not you. Oh, thought you were serenading me. That was uh, part of the song. Ever cross your mind? You know who crosses my mind? Tell me. Dave McMiniman. McMiniman. Who joins us here now. Hello, Dave McMiniman. Hey, gentlemen. I didn't think you'd, you didn't is- think you'd be serenaded by Brian McKnight to begin this part uh, of the program. I- I'm just curious if that song is being played to set up the tone of the segment. No, uh, absolutely um, not. Kyrie, <laughs> Although Kyrie that Irving w- has been sending missives to LeBron James. Is that what we're going to get into? Is that the layered 
kind of radio production we have going on right here. Now, if Chris was actually in the building today, that, oh, forget that he probably would have done that, but mm-hmm. he recorded those before <laughs> he knew you were coming on on this segment. Um, so it is just all coincidence. Um, but I feel like this Kyrie thing, like it is a plea for help in a way that I've never thought I would hear from anyone. This is one of those moments where I feel like if Kyrie had an agent, he he or she would be pulling out their hair right now. How do you view all of this? Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, this is a non-story. If LeBron James had a different contract situation, perhaps we could begin to get into it. But it's important to, by by me saying a non-story, of course, the athletic bleacher report, they're not making up what they're printing. But what they are being told uh, from... Clearly, this is not coming from LeBron James' side of things. This is, this is a one-man operation. This is from the Kyrie Irving camp. And when that information gets disseminated, there's no, but what about LeBron's contract? Or, <laughs> well, LeBron has to ask for a, a buyout. That's asinine. This isn't going to go anywhere. Um, but, but clearly, um, you know, people who are close to Kyrie Irving uh, want this out there for a reason, and that reason hasn't shown itself quite yet. I love that you're saying this, Dave, because I, too, like you, enjoy analyzing this kind of stuff. And George and I were talking about it earlier. It's like, I don't doubt that somebody said that to these guys, but that's what they want put out there. And that's what these guys do. They get it, and they, they throw it out there. But to not know that it actually can't be done, I mean, that, that makes it that much more entertaining for me, Dave. I mean, and it's, it creates kind of a cycle of news, uh, Scott, that, again, we do our due diligence, right? I checked in with a Dallas source. LeBron ain't coming here. I checked in with a Lakers source. Uh, we haven't spent any time with that today. Um, so, again, it, it's a non-starter, but I think it, it, in this case, it, it, it's good to you know, discuss it with you guys um, for any listener who was curious about it, maybe just saw the headline and maybe thought this was, you know, something attached to LeBron, LeBron trying to get attention during the NBA finals, except no, <laughs> LeBron James had absolutely nothing to do with this story. Yeah. I actually, I called somebody that knows this world pretty well. I told Cappy earlier that they just laughed at first. <laughs> and cause I made the joke. I said, uh, anybody trading cowboy uh, flip flops for cowboy boots and that, and they, they just laughed, <laughs> uh, in that scenario. But yeah, huge nothing burger. Um, but it does show to me, it screams of Kyrie under is starting to realize he doesn't have the options that maybe he thought he was going to have or he might have believed he would have? Oh, certainly. I think that's a good kind of view on it, George, because you look at the market, the teams with cap, um, it's kind of similar to the market that Daniel Russell's going to face. There's like five or six teams with a lot of cap space. They're either in rebuild mode where they don't necessarily need a guy like Kyrie or D'Angelo Russell on their team or they already have a young point guard that they're growing with. And so you know, both those guys are going to face a squeezed market. And if it comes down to money, which oftentimes this, these things do, Kyrie Irving will recognize that Dallas can give him far more money than any other team. And D'Angelo Russell um, you know, may find the same thing, and they could both be in the, uh, wearing the same jersey that they were last year. 
All right, so Dave, let me give you how I'm reading the situation. I think you'll enjoy this. So Kyrie puts this out through his guys. They put it out there to maybe, maybe scare the Lakers into, oh my God, Kyrie's going to recruit LeBron. Now the Lakers probably know what you've said, which is it can't actually happen. But maybe what he's trying to do is get the Lakers to go make a move to bring Kyrie to L.A. Do you think the Lakers are interested in Kyrie today? Listen, Kyrie Irving, the basketball player, at, at a certain price, without having to sacrifice your depth, which proved to be so vital in your trip to the Western Conference Finals, yes, in that specific narrow lane, the Lakers have interest in Kyrie Irving. Is that a lane that is attainable? Very, very doubtful. Yeah. Um, and, and really kind of the, the first step would be Kyrie Irving would have to take a major pay reduction versus what he could get paid, which is, again, this is the same reason why Kyrie recruiting LeBron to Dallas is, again, a non-starter because LeBron James would have to take a major pay reduction. And he said <laughs> in the past, he did that once. He went to Miami. He left the money on the table in order to make the pieces fit with Dwayne Wade and Mike Miller and um, you know Shane Battier and obviously Chris Bosh. But after that, I'm a max player. I'm going to be a max player for the rest of my days. Uh, so, again, I, I just think it comes down to money here. And there is a pathway if the Lakers were to basically say, okay, we're going to be LeBron, AD, Max Christie, Austin Reeves, and Kyrie, and a bunch, uh, and the number 17 pick and the number 47 pick, and a bunch of minimum contracts. Yeah. I mean, that is a pathway you can go down, but when you get into this minimum contract, you should be feeling as a Lakers front office that we just went down that road two years ago. We saw what happened. We saw what happened, especially when injuries occurred to our quote unquote big three that it's just not sustainable that way. And I I think the pathway of kind of rebooting with the group that got you to eight wins away from the NBA championship is the way to go while holding on to the understanding that, hey, we still have that 29 or 2030 first-round draft pick that will be a post-LeBron pick that will be very valuable on the market. And if we're 40 games into this thing and we don't feel quite like the contender we intend to be, we can attach some of these assets that we retained with that pick, and all of a sudden, just like we did last year, we're going to be making a sprint in the second half of the season towards the playoff run. Dave McMiniman with us here. All right, one last thing before we Great let you answer, go. answer, by the way. Very solid answer, don't you think? Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I mean, that was good. Yeah, I mean, that's why we have him on, because he's good. Mm. So there's that. Or as LeBron would say. Thanks, Dave. Dave would tell you. So there you go. Um, but... Anthony Davis was a topic of conversation on our uh, network today about his extension that could be coming potentially in August. Uh, how do you view that kind of playing out? At, what are the parameters of the extension? Like, if you have any anything on that stuff, uh, I'd love to just kind of know your overarching thoughts on it. Well, I mean, certainly the, the Lakers thinking ever since they acquired Anthony Davis is it's an Anthony Davis, LeBron James combo deal. And uh, with LeBron James only under contract for sure for another year with a player option the following year and with him 
opening openly contemplating retirement at this stage of his career. Uh, as great as Anthony Davis is, and I really think he's a great player, and I think he reproved himself to a lot of people outside in the basketball world, but also inside the building in El Segundo uh, with his efforts this past year, especially coming back from that foot injury. But it, it, you just don't do it. Uh, you play out this year with him. You see where things stand with him and LeBron. Um, you know, obviously, then you risk the second year he has left. Uh, he, he could opt out and, and leave as free agent. But, listen, uh, I've said this many times. The best thing about the Lakers trade for Dwight Howard was not re-signing Andrew Bynum to a long-term deal <laughs> and, and not getting anything out of it. And, you know, you hope that Anthony Davis stays healthy and, and you get the best out of him next year. But I, I don't think – I just don't think they're going to be in the position to be interested in a long-term extension for him this summer. Wow. That was a better answer than the question before. Yeah. Well, also because you agree with it. Well, no, it's it's yeah. solid. I mean, it, <laughs> because no, because here's the thing. I'll, I'll let, we'll let you go, Dave. But on one hand – Maybe you sign him to that extension so that you have him under contract and you can move him later down the road. But on the other hand, you know what? Maybe the better decision is he can walk. That's okay. We got out of him what we needed to. Right. You get a championship, maybe another one. You know. So. And you'd have the option, obviously, to extend him when the season is over. And right. I, and they would also have the option to look elsewhere. But listen, that's. I, I think that's the the bargain that they're willing to stomach going forward here. And recognizing that they're going to use this offseason as a bit of a shift to have an eye towards the future in hopefully re-signing Rui Hachimura and Austin Reeves as two foundational culture switchable pieces that could fit with any superstar that you should that could come in in the future, perhaps replacing the current guard in LeBron James and Anthony Davis, where you're still giving those guys a chance to win in the moment, and you're giving yourself future flexibility should the worst-case scenario occur, which is, you know, these guys' bodies break down again. Uh, I lied. One last thing. Are you uh, willing to buy those Apple goggle things that everybody is uh, pushing today on Twitter uh, for $3,500? Yeah, that's not my, my type of game. My younger brother, actually, I texted him. He used to have some, I don't know, back in, like, the game gear days, he had, like, the the thing that you attach to it and wear it on your head. He looked like a moron, and that's what it reminded me. Like, yeah. you're, you're, there's, yeah. as, as great as the experience can be, you're still yeah. wearing goggles yeah. and right. looking right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it looks like you're going skiing. Maybe if you if they were gla- if they looked like glasses, I I'd, I'd take a chance. Yeah. But not not I'm with you. Not goggles. Just not doing it. Hey Dave, um, you coming to the Mandy's on Saturday night? I whoa uh, well it's the first invite I got perhaps wow. yeah yeah shoot me the details you know I'll, what, I'll, you know what? I will I will have Dave McMiniman as my guest at the man oh there you go and he should sit at our table <laughs> he he would sit at our he table he should sit at our table we'll we'll put Lindsay on the case here as right. we gotta go because Laura's okay. giving us the uh, Laura's giving us the side eye because we're gonna we're about to break past the break time mm-hmm. uh, Dave thank you I as always it. brother yes sir you got it. There he is, Dave McMenamin. All right, let's tackle what he had to say after we do the award-winning radio Tinder next. All right, but before we do, hey, um, so, you know, listen, I've told you I've moved now. I've moved into downtown L.A., you know? I've actually legit moved into downtown L.A. I mean, sort of. I'm a, George, it's like being bi-coastal. Sometimes you're in New York, sometimes you're in L.A. Mm-hmm. Me, sometimes I'm in south-south L.A., sometimes I'm in downtown L.A. Right. All I can tell you is this. You watch I, your gutty little Padres over there? 
Um, eh, maybe a little bit, mm. you know? I mean, I watched a lot of the Dodgers this past weekend. Good for you. I'll tell you that right now. Aaron Judge almost took the place down. Yeah, you're going to have to pay for that wall. You know, uh, I think he did break the fence. Have you seen it? I mean, dude. I did. I saw it. The fence took some serious damage. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Great song. I gotta be honest with you. Tell me. Be honest. Don't be dishonest. It's a good song. You familiar with it? Not really, but I like it. BTS, man. It's brand new. It's just dropped. No. It's a couple years old. We definitely had this conversation like when this song came out. Oh, really? When did it come out? A couple years ago. Yeah, about two years ago, maybe? A year and a half ago? BTS, what's that stand for? I don't know what it stands for, but they're a K-pop group. Anybody know what BTS stands for? No? Um, shout out to Adam Wright on the, out. in the Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust mm-hmm. on Twitter. You can be part of it as well by going to the community section on Twitter. Type in Sedano and Cap in the search, and you can join there. Yeah, but you could also get kicked out by the dictator. Correct. You got to get past the velvet rope to begin with. Mm-hmm. So All right, that. there's that. All right, so what's his deal, this guy? Uh, he says that the uh, patio potato chips are in stock at Trader Joe's. He oh, really? A picture just now. Oh, how lovely! Yes, how wonderful. Yeah. Well, like I said, I, my daughter's already went to Trader Joe's today. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Beto and Whittier says, with all this chip talk, I submit this banger for the win. Also, one of my, my it is my regular favorite chip because you can't get the patio chips other than the summer at Trader uh-huh. Joe's. The Sweet Maui Onion Hawaiian. Okay. Those kettle, are good. Those are good. Chips. Those are good. Yeah. A little, I'll, I'll say this. They're very, very crunchy. Very salty. Nice and salty. A little, a little, and I'm not opposed to this, yeah. a little greasy, Yeah. okay? But generally speaking, that's a hell of a good chip. You know that they also make a onion ring version of it. Did not know that. Yeah, it's like a, um, it looks like a Funyun, uh-huh. but it's it's like, it's a Hawaiian onion ring, but mm-hmm. it's the same flavor. Mateo, big fan. Really? Circle chips, he calls them. Sounds good. Yeah. I like this whole concept, Lindsay Baseball of chip-offs. You know, like last week when you brought in those Doritos and I was the only one that liked those mustard Doritos, that was good. I think trying more chips is Oh, rare. my God. I saw them in the... Um, I went to CVS the other day and saw the, the mustard chips. You didn't buy them? No. Well, Cappy, I thought that this was problematic. You like the idea, but... But didn't... then you don't want to eat them because you're saying, oh, I'm getting so fat and I, I gotta go then... run and I gotta do a marathon and... <laughs> the Cappy cast also doesn't like it because they said oh, it's Oh, that thing. too. They yeah. feel like you stole that from them. That's true. Yeah. yeah. 
That's true. You, do, as in like me? Yeah, you. Yeah. What do you guys? Well, have, like, and also then there's Emily who doesn't let anybody else talk about food. That's right. True. Stole that from her too. Yeah. Yeah. It's true though. I did have to go for a run this weekend, and uh, didn't really go that well, frankly. If I'm being honest about it, um, I kind of got to the finish line. Yeah. Of this run. Yeah. And I put in some miles. I put in a couple miles. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. And then I looked at the time. Yeah. God, am I slow. Yeah. It's okay. You're no, old. It's, no, no. But, but, old, true. But I will tell you this. There's a discrimination out there that I don't like. What's that? Okay. Uh, there's a discrimination out mm. there and I can feel it. Okay. When you're running, okay, if you're jogging and you're jogging really slow and somebody else is jogging at a, a, a better pace, they give you like this judgmental look. Like, you shouldn't even be running. You're so slow, you shouldn't even be running. So then, I started to pick it up. Yeah. I started to pick it up. And I noticed... Do they give you the, hey, left, coming on your left? Yeah, they give you, hey, on your left, on your left, on your left. <laughs> I'm going so slow. I'm going so slow. Yeah. I'm barely moving. Yeah. Other runners are looking at me like, how dare you even be out here in our way? Right. So then I pick up my pace. Yeah. I pick it up a little bit, right? Yeah. I'm starting to feel good now, yeah. right? I'm in By my, the way, you're spitzing now just yeah. even talking well, about it. Well, because, I mean, look at me. Look at yeah. the motion that I'm in, yeah. right? And then all of a sudden, as I'm picking it up, now runners are looking at me like, hey, how you doing? Yeah. Hey, hope you're having a nice day. And how tired are you at that point? Very tired. Yeah. Very tired. There's a discrimination out there, okay, about running. If you're super slow, the faster people, they look down on you. Just so you know. It's yeah. not nice. Same with the cycling community, I would imagine. No question about it. Yeah. Get out of the way. Yeah. You're in the way here. Yeah. What are you doing, pal? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's true. Um, all right, real quick before I get to Bobby Alvarez, let's talk about the, the finals real quick. Okay, what would uh, you like to talk about? So game three, mm-hmm. pivotal in the series. Do you know the percentage that go on to win the series that win game three in a 1-1 tie? 62.4%. Actually much higher, 80%. I was going to say that. Yeah, 80%. Mm-hmm. Um, when, I t- when we talked about this series, there were a couple of things that I thought would be important right it was how are the others playing right Mm -hmm. the non-Jokic non-Jimmy Butler guys Mm -hmm. and in game one Denver's other guys balled out big time big big game and in game two they did not and the Heat's guys balled out no question Duncan Robinson had 10 points in the fourth quarter all 10 points of his game in the fourth quarter when your leading scorer on Miami is Gabe Vincent. Right. You know your other guys have had a good night. He has played really well during the playoffs, though. He has earned himself a really, really good contract, and I'm happy for a guy like that. Shout out to the Gauchos of Santa Barbara. When Duncan Robinson, as you just point out, scores 10 points in the fourth quarter, that's a contribution that you're not really expecting necessarily to get, but when it happens, you're more likely to win. Not that dissimilar. And he gave you a snarl at the end. He didn't give you like an ear, like no, a, that, like the a, like a Hulk to the ear is what he did in Boston. Yeah. But he gave you a snarl, a like snarl? oh, once he hit, Ugh. yeah, because he, he hit a couple layups. He had two big threes, one in Jeff Green's face from like thirty feet away. Mm-hmm. Like he's just like, oh, you, you you're gonna try to guard me out here? No, I'm gonna shoot this, and I'm gonna snarl at you after it's done. Well, he snarled after the layup, but oh, okay. nonetheless, yeah, I mean, it was it, it was what I've tried to tell you about this series that I think that sticks out to me is that Miami's the tougher team and I don't remember who it was in the post game for Denver yesterday that said that basically that they want to play at their pace or whatever because that was another thing we talked about well playing their coach, at each other's paces their coach Michael Malone is playing with fire well he wasn't bashful yesterday he's after playing the game. with fire well, I want to hear what you mean by that yeah. but he was not bashful after the game in criticizing his team's effort 
and and in particular criticizing their lack of defense. There were, it seemed like, a lot, I mean a lot, of open looks for the Heat. So Malone, after the game, goes to the press conference and he's like, yeah, our defensive effort just sucked. Um, Really was non-existent. So when you say he's playing with fire, what exactly are you talking about? So he's the type of guy that lives with brutal honesty, right? And that stuff gets old after a while in the world of sports as you know it, right? Like not everybody can play for Tom Coughlin, right, all the time. Or Bill Parcells or those guys who are just going to mother bleep you and like their their emotions run high, high, right? Whether it's they love you or they're cursing you out, right? And I think that when I looked at their team, two of the guys that I thought, um, and I say this respectfully because they're one of 450 guys in the entire league, right? Okay, here comes a but. That I think could be potential issues for them. One was Michael Porter Jr., I mm-hmm. told you before the series, because mm-hmm. I feel like at times he makes... He scored five points yesterday, George. Well, but forget that. He just makes silly mistakes, Right? Like he just, he makes mistakes on the floor a lot. And he's become a much better player than he ever, than he was for sure, particularly on the defensive end. But yesterday, Miami ran him through the grinder in pick and roll. And he was like missing assignments, running with the wrong guy, left guys open like Duncan Robinson or Gabe Vincent or whatever, right? Like you can't have that. This is the same guy that in the Lakers series, the Lakers almost pulled off a victory because he he couldn't inbound the damn ball. But why? But then why is the coach though? Why are you saying he's playing with okay, fire? Let me get to that. And then you've got a guy like Aaron Gordon, okay, right? Who is you know he went from being the best guy on a really bad team mm-hmm. to being the fourth best guy on a championship level team. Mm-hmm. And I I think that deserves a lot of credit and praise. But I would also say that he's a guy that can run hot and cold, right? both output and even just like kind of where he fits because he doesn't have a traditional skill set. He's very athletic, but he's not like he's some great shooter or he's a great ball handler. He's a great finisher is what he is. It's a very limited skill set offensively. Excellent defender. So I think he runs hot and cold both on the floor and perhaps even with his emotions. So I thought those two guys could be big problems for them in the series as it progresses if Miami can get some wins. And what I mean by Mike Mal- Michael Malone is playing with fire is that eventually the yelling, it gets old. And so I heard yesterday that Michael Porter Jr. left before talking to the media. Aaron Gordon had his hands or his head buried in his hands at his locker for minutes upon minutes upon minutes upon minutes, then literally just got up and left, didn't speak to the media. And you're 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 kind of putting two and two together here that maybe they got balled out after the game. Oh well, if he did that publicly, Lord knows what he did behind the scenes. So while I respect Michael Malone because he wears his emotions on his sleeve, I think sometimes that can backfire on you. Well, look, um, I think that the Heat, as an example, very much do things their way, and they find players who can deal with their way. Right. And I no think, feelings there. And I think that Michael Malone has gotten this team to this point by coaching the way he coaches. And his players, I would think, are accustomed to the style by now. The question you're asking is... But not at this 
point in the season. They've never been here. But he's driving them the way he has always coached them. Right. I'm just saying that it's it's a very volatile situation in the sense of that can either work perfectly and they come out and they blow their doors off. Denver blows out Miami in game three. Or it can remain in there. It can fester. Well, and I, it could become an issue you, throughout the rest of the series. You don't want to take guys down. You want to hype guys up. Yeah. And... I understand what you're saying, that the yelling and the, I'll call it negativity. Some guys grip it too tight. Let's see what happens. Right. As this series goes on. But I on. think that that's one, I'm just saying it's not, I'm not saying one outcome is is definitely happening. I'm just saying it's something to look out for. When I say playing with fire, I mean, it's that. It's just like something to take note of now and let's see what the reaction is as the series progresses. Mm-hmm. It has become interesting. I will say this again. I said earlier, like if you don't have a team in this thing and you don't have like a lot of rooting interest in this thing, but you're just a sports fan, yeah. the, the storylines of these two franchises, it makes it exciting. Bobby Alvarez Jr. has apologized. Apologized for what? Well, I don't know about it. He is basically, he's apologized to the girls, said, sorry if I came off too strong. Actually put flower emojis. Oh, hey, care. give them their flowers. For the girls. Okay. And a puppy them. dog, uh, uh, GIF, GIF, of the dog just kind of crawling like, I'm sorry. Typical oh, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just like, just groveling. And then, you know, he said to me, you know, just kidding. He was just kidding. Oh, it was just a JK. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 Just yeah. remember one thing before we hit this top so of the hour So Bobby break. Alvarez. Yeah. Come back. Return flight from hell. Come back from hell. I'm right. breezy. One more hour to go. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Great song. I got to be honest with you. Tell me. Be honest. Don't be dishonest. It's a good song. You familiar with it? Not really, but I like it. BTS, man. It's brand new. It's just dropped. No, it's a couple years old. We definitely had this conversation like when this song came out. Oh, really? When did it come out? A couple years ago. Yeah, about two years ago, maybe a year and a half ago. BTS. What's that stand for? I don't know what it stands for, but they're a K-pop group. 
Anybody know what BTS stands for? No? Um, shout out to Adam Wright on shout the, out. in the Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust. Mm-hmm. On Twitter, you can be part of it as well by going to the community section on Twitter, type in Sedona and Cap in the search, and you can join there. Yeah, but you could also get kicked out by the dictator. Correct. You got to get past the velvet rope to begin with. Mm-hmm. So All right. That. There's that. All right, so what's his deal, this guy? Uh, he says that the uh, patio potato chips are in stock at Trader Joe's. He oh, really? a picture just now. Oh, how lovely. Yes. How wonderful. Yeah. But like I said, I, my daughter's already went to Trader Joe's today. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Beto and Whittier says, with all this chip talk, I submit this banger for the win. Also, one of my, my it is my regular favorite chip because you can't get the patio chips other than the summer at Trader uh-huh. Joe's. The Sweet Maui Onion Hawaiian. Okay. Those kettle, are good. Those are good. Chips. Those are good. Yeah. A little, I'll, I'll say this. They're very, very crunchy. Very salty. Nice and salty. A little, a little, and I'm not opposed to this, yeah. a little greasy, Yeah. okay? But generally speaking, that's a hell of a good chip. You know that they also make a onion ring version of it. Did not know that. Yeah, it's like a, um, it looks like a Funyun, uh-huh. but it's it's like, it's a Hawaiian onion ring, but mm-hmm. it's the same flavor. Mateo, big fan. Really? Circle chips, he calls them. Sounds good. Yeah. I like this whole concept, Lindsay Baseball of chip-offs you know like last week when you brought in those doritos and i was the only one that liked those mustard doritos that was good i think trying more chips is oh my god i saw them in the um, i went to cvs the other day and saw the the mustard chips you didn't buy them no well cappy i thought that this was problematic you like the idea, but but didn't. then you don't want to eat them because you're saying, "Oh, I'm getting so fat! I, <laughs> I gotta go or run then, and I gotta do a marathon." And <laughs> the Cappy sure. cast also doesn't like it because they said, "Oh, it's that their too." Thing. They yeah. feel like you stole that from them. That's true. Yeah, yeah. that's true. You, do as you, in like me? Yeah, you. Yeah. Well, what do you guys? Well, get, like, and also then there's Emily who doesn't let anybody else talk about food. That's right, true. stole that from her too. Yeah, yeah. It's true though. I did have to go for a run this weekend, and uh, didn't really go that well, frankly. If I'm being honest about it. Um, I kind of got to the finish line yeah. of this run, yeah. and I put in some miles. I put in a couple miles. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. And then I looked at the time. Yeah. God, am I slow. Yeah. It's okay. You're no, old. It's, no, no. But, but, old, true. But I will tell you this. There's a discrimination out there that I don't like. What's that? Okay? Uh, there's a discrimination out mm-hmm. there, and I can feel it. Okay. When you're running, okay, if you're jogging, and you're jogging really slow, and somebody else is jogging at a, a, a better pace... They give you like this judgmental look, like you shouldn't even be running. You're so slow, you shouldn't even be running. So then I started to pick it up. Yeah. I started to pick it up. And I noticed- Do they give you the, hey, left, coming on your left. Yeah, they give you, hey, on your left, on your left, on your left. (laughs) I'm going so slow. I'm going so slow. I'm barely moving. Other runners are looking at me like, how dare you even be out here in our way? Right. So then I pick up my pace. Yeah. I pick it up a little bit, right? I'm starting to feel good now, right? I'm in my- By the way, you're spitzing now just even talking about it. Well, because I mean, look at me. Look at the motion that I'm in, right? And then all of a sudden, as I'm picking it up, now runners are looking at me like, hey, how you doing? Yeah. Hey, hope you're having a nice day. How tired are you at that point? Very tired. Yeah. Very tired. There's a discrimination out there, okay, about running. If you're super slow, the faster people, they look down on you. Just so you know. It's yeah. not nice. Same with the cycling community, I would imagine. No question about it. Yeah. Get out of the way. Yeah. You're in the way here. Yeah. What are you doing, pal? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's true. Um, all right. Real quick, before I get to Bobby Alvarez, let's talk about the, the finals real quick. Okay. What would uh, you like to talk about? So game three, mm-hmm. pivotal in the series. Do you know the percentage that go on to win the series that win game three in a 1-1 tie? 62.4%. Actually, much higher. 80%. I was going to say that. Yeah. 
80 percent mm-hmm. um when i t- when we talked about this series there were a couple of things that i thought would be important right it was how are the others playing right mm-hmm. the non-jokic non-jimmy butler guys mm-hmm. and in game one denver's other guys balled out big time big, and in, big game. and in game two they did not and the heats guys Balled out. No question. Duncan Robinson had 10 points in the fourth quarter. All 10 points of his came in the fourth quarter. When your leading scorer on Miami is Gabe Vincent, you know your other guys have had a good night. He has played really well during the playoffs, though. He has earned himself a really, really good contract, and I'm happy for a guy like that. Shout out to the Gauchos of Santa Barbara. When Duncan Robinson, as you just point out, scores 10 points in the fourth quarter, that's a contribution that you're not really expecting necessarily to get, but when it happens, you're more likely to win. Not that dissimilar. And he gave you a snarl at the end. He didn't give you like an ear, like no, a, that, like a, like a Hulk Hogan? The cupping to the ear is what he did in Boston, yeah. but he gave you a snarl. A like, snarl? Oh, once he Ugh. hit, yeah, because he, he hit a couple layups. He had two big threes, one in Jeff Green's face from like 30 feet away. Mm-hmm. Like He's just like, oh, you, you, you're you going to try to guard me out here? No, I'm going to shoot this. And I'm going to snarl at you after it's done. Well, he snarled after the layup. But oh, okay. nonetheless, yeah, I mean, it was, it, it was what I've tried to tell you about this series that I think that sticks out to me is that Miami's the tougher team. And I don't remember who it was in the postgame for Denver yesterday that said that, basically, that... They want to play at their pace or whatever, because that was another thing we talked about. Well, playing coach, at each other's paces. Their coach, Michael Malone, is playing with fire. Well, he wasn't bashful yesterday. But he's after playing the game. with fire. Well, I want to hear what you mean by that. Yeah. But he was not bashful after the game in criticizing his team's effort, and and in particular criticizing their lack of defense. There were, it seemed like, a lot. I mean, a lot of open looks for the Heat. So Malone, after the game, goes to the press conference and he's like, yeah, our defensive effort just sucked. Um, Really was non-existent. So when you say he's playing with fire, what exactly are you talking about? So he's the type of guy that lives with brutal honesty, right? And that stuff gets old after a while in the world of sports as you know it, right? Like not everybody can play for Tom Coughlin, right, all the time. Or Bill Parcells, or the, those guys who are just gonna mother bleep you, and like their their emotions run high, high, right? Whether it's they love you or they're cursing you out, right? And I think that when I looked at their team, two of the guys that I thought, um, and I say this respectfully because they're one of 450 guys in the entire league, right? Okay, here comes a butt that I think could be potential issues for them. One was Michael Porter Jr., I mm-hmm. told you before the series, because mm-hmm. I feel like at times he makes... He scored five points yesterday, George. Well, but forget that. He just makes silly mistakes, right? Like, he just... He makes mistakes on the floor a lot. And he's become a much better player than he ever than he was, for sure, particularly on the defensive end. But yesterday, Miami ran him through the grinder in pick and roll. And he was, like, missing assignments, running with the wrong guy, left guys open like Duncan Robinson or Gabe Vincent or whatever, right? Like, you can't have that. This is the same guy that in the Lakers series, the Lakers almost pulled off a victory because he, he couldn't inbound the damn ball. But, why, but then why is the coach, though, why are you saying he's playing with okay, fire? Okay, let me get to that. And then you've got a guy like Aaron Gordon, okay. right, who is... You know, he went from being the best guy on a really bad team mm-hmm. to being the fourth best guy on a championship level team. Mm-hmm. And 
I, I think that deserves a lot of credit and praise. But I would also say that he's a guy that can run hot and cold, right? Both output and even just like kind of where he fits because he doesn't have a traditional skill set. He's very athletic, but he's not like he's some great shooter or he's a great ball handler. He's a great finisher is what he is. It's a very limited skill set offensively. Excellent defender. So I think he runs hot and cold both on the floor and perhaps even with his emotions. So I thought those two guys could be big problems for them in the series as it progresses if Miami can get some wins. And what I mean by Michael Malone is playing with fire is that eventually the yelling, it gets old. And so I heard yesterday that Michael Porter Jr. left before talking to the media. Aaron Gordon had his hands or his head buried in his hands at his locker for minutes upon minutes upon minutes upon minutes, then literally just got up and left. Didn't speak to the media. And uh, you're 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 kind of putting two and two together here that maybe they got balled out after the game. Oh, well, if he did that publicly, Lord knows what he did behind the scenes. So while I respect Michael Malone because he wears his emotions on his sleeve, I think sometimes that can backfire on you. Well, look, um, I think that the Heat, as an example, very much do things their way, and they find players who can deal with their way. Right. And I no think, feelings there. And I think that Michael Malone has gotten this team to this point by coaching the way he coaches, and his players, I would think, are accustomed to the style by now. The question you're asking is, but not at this point in the season they've never been here but he's driving them the way he has always coached them right I'm just saying that it's it's a very volatile situation in the sense of that can either work perfectly and they come out and they blow their doors off Denver blows out Miami in game three or it can remain in there it can fester and it could become an issue throughout the rest of the series you don't want to take guys down you want to hype guys up yeah and I understand what you're saying, that the yelling and the, I'll call it negativity. Some guys grip it too tight. Let's see what happens. Right. As this series goes on. But I on. think that that's one, I'm just saying it's not, I'm not saying one outcome is is definitely happening. I'm just saying it's something to look out for. When I say playing with fire, I mean, it's that. It's just like something to take note of now and let's see what the reaction is as the series progresses. Mm-hmm. It has become interesting. I will say this again. I said earlier, like if you don't have a team in this thing and you don't have like a lot of rooting interest in this thing, but you're just a sports fan, yeah. the, the storylines of these two franchises, it makes it exciting. Bobby Alvarez Jr. has apologized. Apologized for what? Well, I don't know about it. He is basically, he's apologized to the girls, said, sorry if I came off too strong. Actually put flower emojis. Oh, hey, care. give them their flowers. For the girls. Okay. And a puppy them. dog, uh, uh, GIF, GIF, of the dog just kind of crawling like I'm sorry, typical man. Yeah, oh, yeah, just like just groveling. And then you know he said to me, you know, just kidding. He was just kidding. Oh, it was just a JK. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 Just sure. remember one thing before we hit this topic. So of the Bobby break. Alvarez. Yeah. Come back. Return flight from hell. Come back from hell. I'm right. breezy. One more hour to go.